The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Okay, so this is our Wednesday Nights Fellowship Meeting. I'm Andrew. And I'm Trevor. And welcome to everybody that has joined us in person and for everyone that's streaming. Yeah. Tonight's episode is called, Who Are You Following? So we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Yeah. And everyone just uh, give your usual uh, greeting. Hello. Hello. And uh, let's jump into a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you that we have you as our father. Amen. You're so good to us. We don't deserve anything that you do. And everything that you do is purely out of love. Amen. And we appreciate that so much. Your generous mercy is so rich and so extensive and so abundant that it starts fresh every morning. That's Amen. what your word says. I thank you tonight, Lord, that you are the good shepherd. Mm. And I thank you, Lord, that we get to heal ourselves to you. Help Andrew, help myself, heal ourselves to your precious spirit. Yes, Lord. And Father, we pray none of us, but we pray all of you. This is important because you have things to say. So think through our minds and speak through our vocal cords. And Father, we bind the enemy. We bind the enemy. Satan, you will not have any jurisdiction in this place tonight. Amen. I take authority over you. I take authority over distractions mm. in the name of Jesus. And I call your plans cancelled, null and void. And Father, we pray for the hearers tonight. And we pray that you open up their hearts. And open up their eyes and open up their ears. Help them to see things they've never seen before. Yes, Lord. Help them to hear things they've never heard before. And Lord, give them quick understanding. Because your word says in the book of Matthew, talking about the sower sows the word. It says that when a person has understanding, the devil can't take it. Mm. So Father, I thank you for quick understanding tonight. In Jesus' name, we give you, we're quick to give you all the glory. Yes, Lord. And all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' holy, sacred name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so can everyone turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 14? And everyone can just shout amen when you're there. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. And I'm going to be reading from the King James Everyone there? 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now the New Living Translation says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Mm. One online definition uh, for the word led is to guide someone or something. So can you read Psalm 23, please? Okay. And I'm going to, uh, Andrew, I just want to add to Romans chapter 8, verse 14, because it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But in the Greek, it actually says the mature sons of God. Mm. So there's a big difference. And uh, that's actually Andrew's message tonight. Mm. So I'm going to read uh, Psalm 23, and I'm going to specifically read it from the Passion Translation. Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. Amen. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. 
That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. Amen. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my cup overflows. So why would I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. And as a matter of fact, in the original Hebrew, I had the Hebrew with the Aramaic words and the English translation above it. Here where it says, um, goodness and mercy will um, follow me all the days of my life. It actually says the goodness of God will hunt you and overtake you. That's what, that's what the Hebrew says. Uh, then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Sure. That's a good translation, eh? That is awesome. The passion. So who is the good shepherd this side of the cross for us? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And what do shepherds do? Okay. Anything else? Shepherds do the leading. Shepherds do the leading. Exactly. Yeah. And can I tell you something? It's good to have a shepherd. Would you say that all these blessings described in Psalm 23 would happen in our lives if we don't let the good shepherd lead us? No. Definitely not. not. You see, the, the body of Christ in general, are they experiencing all these blessings? No. You can look in, like, South Africa alone. They, the body of Christ is not experiencing these blessings. They're Christians, mm. but they're not letting Jesus lead them. So why are they not letting Jesus lead them? Can anyone answer that? Fear. Rebellion. So the church in South Africa is... They're in bad shape, let's be honest. They're always looking for a prophetic word. Mm. They always um, they run to people that call themselves prophets. Mm. They go everywhere else except to the written word. God has given us his word. Yeah, so they don't take God's written word seriously. God's word is his word to us. Mm. God's word is God speaking to us. They are not letting the good shepherd lead them. Mm. They are letting mere men and women lead them. And uh, John 10, verse 27, you can go there. John 10, verse 27. Okay, so this is Jesus speaking. He said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, mm. and they follow me. So who are the sheep? That's us. We, we the sheep, yeah. yeah. And who is the shepherd? Yeah. So why aren't Christians letting the good shepherd lead them? There's a lot of reasons for that. Yeah. So like, like I said earlier, you know, like Christians would rather leave their Bible closed and they would run to anyone who calls himself a prophet. They're always looking for special words. Mm. And uh, there is a big problem there because, you know, you get prophets and then you get prophets. Yeah. There's prophets. There are people that God has called to be prophets. Yes. And then there's many, especially in South Africa, there's a lot of people that call themselves prophets. And the Lord had nothing got to do with that. Mm. They never took the time to actually get into wisdom and learn how to hear from God. They didn't spend time praying this out. They just woke up one day and, you know, they, they got a prideful spirit and they call themselves prophets and they go out there. And you'll notice online, they always put in the word prophet in front of their names. Mm. They're always looking for recognition. Mm. And you'll notice they're always giving special words almost every day. <laughs> 
Now, sure. why would God give us his whole word mm. if he's going to be speaking through everyone else? Mm. Uh, and I want to add to that. Uh, in this lifetime, we are supposed to elevate Jesus. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's it. Don't, don't elevate yourself. Yeah. Elevate him. So if, like you say, if you're focusing so much on a title, yeah. it's because ultimately what you are trying to do is establish your own righteousness. Yes. You are trying to intimidate the people. You're trying to brainwash the people. Mm. And you're using God's holy titles for personal profit. Absolutely. And you don't need to announce uh, in, in what office you are every single time. No. Unless someone uh, asks. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a different thing. And Or if you're teaching and you're explaining your office, um, that's another story. But to go around every time and say, thus saith the Lord, I, I feel God is saying yeah. this, you know, I prophesy into your life. Uh, people don't realize the damage that mm. they can cause. I mean, we know from what we've yes, heard that yes. one girl, she said she's been single for so many years. She's 50. Okay. Mm. And believing God. Well, guess what? You're doing it wrong. Mm. It's not God's fault. It's your fault. And what does she say? She said, how many people have prophesied how many prophecies? Yes. And not one of them has come to pass. Mm. Guess what? Then you call that a false prophecy. Absolutely. It's a false word. Should have come to pass. There's this lady that Megan knows. And uh, Megan used to actually work with her. And she actually moved to America. And she will chat to me like every now and again, telling me about America, etc. And I was just telling her how more mature the, the body of Christ is in America mm. because, you know, you, you don't get that stuff there. Mm. Like we, we follow like a lot of different ministers overseas and they're going to teach you like what's in the Bible. Yeah. They're not going to go around saying, hey, I'm a prophet, I'm an evangelist, I'm a, an apostle and give you like hundreds of different words. That's, that's what happens in South Africa. Like the, the body of Christ over here, or should I say the church, mm. is still very immature. You know, they're looking for recognition. They, um, everyone, lo they, they love titles. I remember listening to this one Christian radio station and they had uh, three ministers on there. And it was, I think it was the prayer hour where people can phone in and these ministers would actually pray for them. And it was, honestly, it was so irritating. Like the presenter would say, hey, prophet so-and-so, can you please pray for this person? <laughs> or, hey, evangelist so-and-so. And, -so. and mm. honestly, I saw right through that. Mm. You know, um, in any other industry, like if you are a spray painter at Volkswagen, for example, you don't go around saying, I'm spray painter so-and-so. <laughs> no, you don't. You, you just introduce yourself, yeah. you know. And like the ministers that we actually like listen to, um, that we follow, like in the States, they are actually really called of God and they actually really have fruit. And yeah. when you listen to them, the anointing's there, but they don't mm. go around uh, speaking about what their titles are. Yeah. Good example of that is the Apostle Paul. Yes. He wrote three quarters of the New Testament. But what does he refer to himself in a lot of his writings? He introduces himself as Paul, a slave mm. of Jesus Christ. That's how he, he sees himself as a bondman to Jesus. Yeah. And then these oaks nowadays, they wear the most shiniest of suits, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, first of all, like not everyone is called to minister. Mm. That's something like you, you just got to know. That's why you also got to pray and ask the Lord to lead you to the right church. You got to pray and ask the Lord to lead you to the right ministry mm. because the Lord has called certain people. Oh, how does that one saying go? Um, um, some were sent. And some just went. Yeah, <laughs> I mentioned that last week. And then, you know, like concerning rushing to people to ask for prophecies, mm. um, a lot of people do make mistakes. Yeah. There's even prophets that are called by God that make mistakes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
and it's it's got to witness with you. Yes, it's it's got to be something that yes, you know, the Lord's been speaking to you for a very long time, and then and then when someone happens to prophesy of you, it should witness with you. Yes, uh, yes. Let I, me just let, yeah, let me just reiterate on that. So the problem with the church understanding the office of a prophet in the New Testament church, uh, it's not the same as the Old Testament church. And the reason for that is under the Old Testament, the church, or should I say Israel, was spiritually dead. They were not alive to God. The, the Messiah had not yet come. So there were only three people who were anointed under the Old Covenant. And that was the priest and the king and the prophet. That was it. And that is why uh, to this day you hear New Testament uh, children of God born again have the Spirit of God on the inside of them. And then they say, I'm putting out a fleece. Have you ever heard that? Hmm. I'm putting out a fleece to you from God. You don't have to do that. You do not have to do that. That was Old Covenant. And that was uh, Gideon. And the reason why he had to put out a fleece was because he was not born again. Jesus had not yet come. He was spiritually dead. So he had to follow the law. So what he had to do, um, he, he, there was no prophet in the area either. So he couldn't run to a prophet to go and get a word. So what he did was he put out a fleece. That was the best he could do. And now it's like the church has gone backwards and trying to put out a fleece. You don't have to do that anymore. Mm. See? Now in the New Testament, when a prophet or even someone functioning in the prophetic gifts, that does not mean they are prophets. That just means they're functioning in the gift of prophecy. And anyone can do that. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to fill the office of a prophet. You don't mm. have to. God can use you, you know. And like he said, if they come and say, you know, uh, God is saying to you, you must go and move to that city, you know, or stop going. Do you have a leading to, to go into construction or something like that? If that is not inside of your heart, throw it away. It's got to be in your heart. The Spirit of God will talk to you first. That's it. It's got to witness with you first. You, you're getting this, you know, God's talking to you and he's talking to you and he's talking to you about moving and he's talking to you about moving and he's talking and you get this idea and you get this idea and it's not clear to you yet, but you keep hearing it and you keep hearing it and, and then all of a sudden you go to a service or you even amongst believers and the, the gift of prophecy comes on a, a believer or a minister and they tell you that, aha, oh, okay, mm. that was God that I was hearing. See, that's how that works. That's how it works in the New Testament church. And do you want to share that story when you and Shane and I think Grant and Frank uh, went to a certain church and there was someone prophesying? Yes. And uh, they, they told one of you guys to, to go to another country or something? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there was a, we went to a service and there was a guy standing in the front and he would he he's referred to himself as a prophet you know come and get your word well you know what last time i checked you can't switch on the gifts on the of the spirit of god like a light switch mm. you can't flip it on and off as you please so you shouldn't be saying things like that you can pray about your service you can thank God for a move of his spirit. Yes, he's keen. He's willing. He wants to do those things. But you, he says, who has instructed the mind of Christ? Hmm. No one. So we were sitting in the service and um, thank God. Uh, by the grace of God, I've been trained up from ministries who know the Lord. So I was just sitting there in the row and so forth. And he kind of went down the line and then his wife, he would prophesy over the people and then his wife would say, okay, you and you go to the front. God is calling you to the front and so forth. 
So, you know, it's, it's not for me to interfere. I mean, that's, I don't do that. And one by one, she'd call my friends. And I just knew, man, this is not right. This is really not right. And one by one, she called them up to the front. And they went up to the front. And she fortunately skipped me for about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and she came back. She pointed to me. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, I don't have that witness on the inside of me. You see? I, it's, it's not in me. You've missed it. But now I'm not going to cause a scene. And I'm out of respect to them. I all got up. And I went to the front and I was like, oh, dear God, Lord, help us here. So I just stood there in the front. And man, this guy missed it wholesale. He went through and I know these guys. I know them personally. And he just went through the, the, the list and the line one by one. And he called my one friend out and he said to him, uh, Robert Brown <laughs> said to him, uh, you called to be an evangelist. That was actually me. Because I had that witness of the Spirit already. He missed it. And he, he, he called Robert out. Robert's not even called into ministry. Robert knows he's not called into ministry. And then he said, God's going to call you to the UK. Now, generally, by scripture, prophecy should come to pass within five years. If it doesn't come to pass within five years, toss it. That was in 2001. Robert never left the country. He's still in PE. Robert has never, ever evangelized. I've done it. Countless times. Then he, he came to another guy and he said, it's like there's barbed wires all around you. <laughs> that's, that's not even a word. Then he came to, to the next guy, and, and he came to me and he said, um, you playing with some really dangerous stuff. And I was like, what? <laughs> he, made it, he, he made it sound like I was a Satanist, <laughs> and I'm being converted, <laughs> and I'm coming to the... I was already saved, already filled with the Spirit. And then he said, God is going to take you on, a, on the ride of your life. It's going to be like Star Trek stuff. And people were clapping and going wild. And I was like, no, there's no such thing. So you see, fortunately, thank God, by the grace of God, it's not me. By the grace of God, I was trained and prepared for this. So I didn't eat it up. I just rejected. I just spat it out. Didn't witness with me. And it's like um, this one day. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. you got it. You got it. Uh, this one time, Trevor and I went to uh, this one shopping center, and uh, Trevor had to do some banking. So I was just sitting in the car, and uh, back then, I used to take my little pocket Bible everywhere, you know. <laughs> you know where I'm going yeah. with this. And I was, I was just minding my own business, you know, being left alone, um, reading the Word. And this guy pulls up next to me. He's in a pickup truck. So his uh, cab is higher than our car. And he sees me reading the Bible, and he was on the phone. So after he put down the phone, he starts talking to me. So I roll down the window, and he starts telling me when the world's going to end. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those. And he just did not make any sense. The reasons that led him to believe this, it, it was so stupid. He was adding up numbers. and Yeah. Like uh, two plus two is like four. and Yeah, I'm, I'm not like, even kidding you. It, yeah. it, it was really messed up. And I saw right through it because like uh, I've been saved uh, since 2001. And uh, thank God the Lord brought the right people into my life and the right ministers on my path. So I could spot a fake. I just humored him and I said, oh, like, oh, you know, what are you? Are you a prophet in that? And he, he gave me a scripture talking about, uh, I think it was uh, Jonah. Was it Jonah? I think it was Jonah. Yeah. But this guy was calling himself a prophet. And like, that's the problem in South Africa. Like, mm. people want recognition. You know, they, they want to lead people, but they themselves aren't getting into word. You know, that's, that's what I appreciate about like American churches. 
they're gonna they're gonna show you scripture, you know, a lot of scripture, mm. you know. So God is He's leading us through His written word, mm. and God's word is God speaking to us. Never ever forget that. Instead of like rushing to the next person to get answers, all answers that you need is in the word. Now, yes, there there are some things that you yourself are gonna have to pray about. There's there's some situations that isn't written in the Bible, like the answers to those situations. Sometimes there's health issues where someone needs to find out from the Lord what they need to do. I remember um, reading this testimony of this uh, very popular minister in America. He was diagnosed with, uh, I think it was colon cancer, I think. He was diagnosed with some form of cancer. And everyone around him was saying, just believe God for your healing. And he said, no. He said he's going to pray about it. And he did. And the Lord did not tell him to believe for healing. The Lord said, change your diet. Mm. That's what the Lord said. And stop with those uh, fizzy drinks. And this man did. And when he went back to the doctor, that cancer was gone. You know, so there's some times where you have to see God. Yeah. But for everything else, for everything else, the answer is already in the word. Mm. You know, back in the day, there was a few areas that I would pray out. And when I would go into prayer, that prayer time, that was between me and God. I didn't broadcast it. I didn't put it on Facebook. I didn't tell family members about it. I didn't say, listen, this is what I'm praying about. And then the Lord would use people. But the key is to go to God first. Mm. You know, I didn't go looking for an answer, you know, to natural men. Mm. I went straight to the Lord, prayed it out. And then the Lord would use certain people. And many times it was, it's actually started getting very funny. Like uh, I would go and I would start like a, a wisdom project and it's just me and the Lord. And I didn't tell anyone else. And I would get into teachings. I would pray in the spirit. I would have my wisdom uh, scriptures and Trevor would visit. And he doesn't know what's happening. He does not know. And he would give me the answer that I was looking for. And it would just flow out of him. He wouldn't know why he was saying certain mm. things. And when he would, it would witness with me because I'm letting the shepherd lead me. Mm. So we're going to go over some scriptures concerning the one who is supposed to be leading you, which mm. is God. He gives you his written word to lead you. Mm. And, and Andrew, uh, this goes back to Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Yes. yes. For as many as are led by people. No. <laughs> huh? Come on. For as many as are led by the prophet. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the mature sons of God. Absolutely. That's that's what separates the men from the boys. Yeah. The woman from the girlies. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when it comes to the written word, the written word is God speaking to us. Mm. And uh, the following bunch of scriptures is, it's about who God is, his character. Mm. So let's first go to Titus chapter 1 verse 2. So remember, we're not talking about mere men here yeah, that make mistakes. We're not talking about people who aren't called into ministry. Listen, even there are, there are ministers that are gifted by God, called of God. They are anointed and they can also make mistakes. Yeah. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the written word. We're talking about the one that should be leading us all the time. Okay, so you can say amen when you get there. Amen. It says, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Do you see that God cannot lie? Mm. People can lie. There's, there's ministers that can lie. Yeah. But God cannot lie. When you, when you open up his word, he cannot lie. Every word in his word is truth. As a matter of fact, you can even add to that and say, everything that he says comes to pass. Yes, absolutely. That's why he can't lie. Yes. Because it's not empty words. They come to pass. Yeah. Now we can turn to James chapter 1, verse 17. It says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Mm. So God doesn't, he doesn't change his mind. 
He doesn't change his mind. He's not up one day and down the next. What he says, like, that's it. Let's go to 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. And while they're looking for it, I want to quote that uh, James chapter 1, verse 17 from the Passion Translation. I really like how it says this. Every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect, streaming down from the Father of lights who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness and is never subject to change. Mm. Now that's awesome. Is everyone there? Uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. It says, This then is the message we have heard of him. And declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Mm. You know, every word in the Bible, every promise to you, like it comes out of light. Mm. People can have hidden agendas. God is an open book. Mm. Amen. God is an open book. Uh, we can go to First John chapter 4, verse 16. So this is the person that should be leading you. It says, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. I've got to read this from the Passion. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love, and we trust in the love he has for us. Mm, I love that. And the next one is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8. And I just want to read the first part. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8. It says that love never fails. God's word never fails. Mm. So this is who you should be listening to. You should be taking his word more seriously mm. than anyone on earth. You can, you can say love never fails. You can say love always wins. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. All the time. Yeah. Why run after like special words and mm. why ask uh, family members for advice or, you know, like a person I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I'm, I'm really good at the, a certain thing. I'm going to do that career wise. Like just go to the good shepherd. Mm. He knows you better than you know yourself. There are things that you're good at right now that you fall out of interest later. Mm. Like back in the day, I used to like drawing cars. Mm. And I still got a lot of drawings and everyone uh, thought that I was going to become a car designer. I used to just enjoy drawing cars. But later on, I got tired of it. Mm. And I haven't drawn in, I think, like 15, 16 years. You go through phases in life. You might be good at maybe five things, six things. But it doesn't mean like that's what you're called to do. Yeah. There's things that God has put in you that you might not even know about yet. You know, there's graces that you're born with. And then there, there are graces that God adds to you once you're born again. Mm -hmm. So the key is just to go to the good shepherd. Mm. You know, go to the good shepherd. Learn to trust God for everything. Mm. Not just, you know, when life is putting the squeeze on you. Okay, so those are scriptures about the one that should be leading you. But uh, let's see what God says about trusting in man. So you can go to Jeremiah 17 verse 5. Okay, it says, Thus saith the Lord. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, mm. and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. You know, um, over the years, my brother and I have spoken to a lot of people, and we would just naturally tell them, go pray things out. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that they got to see God. As a matter of fact, it, if I can say it, it disgusts them. They want answers right now. And some people want to go online and get answers there. Some people go to their friends and family and they want answers there. They want answers right now. Yeah. There's times where you have to separate yourself and pray things out. Yeah. I remember the first time I really dug into the wisdom of God, the first time I really prayed something out. It was a very uh, serious matter. It took me 24 days. 24 days, but guess what? I got the answer. Mm -hmm. And that was concerning a health issue. Back then, I went to the hospital. They drew blood from me twice. They checked my heart. The doctors didn't know what was going on. And I ended up saying, you know what? I'm, I'm going to have to pay this out. By rights, that's something I should have done in the first place. Has it come to that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, I should have done that in the beginning. I should have went mm. to the Lord in the beginning. He is my shepherd. Can I tell you something? When I went to the medical industry, God is beyond the medical industry. God has graced people to be, certain people to be doctors, uh, certain people to be nurses. Uh, God has given wisdom into the earth for uh, medication, certain medication. But I spent a lot of money in the medical industry just for them to tell me they don't know what's going on. When I went to the Lord, 24 days later, mm. I got my answer and it was free. And the reason why it took so long, it was because of me. Yeah. I struggled to receive what the Lord has already done. You still had to develop your faith. Yeah, that was the mm. very first time I was actually using the wisdom of God. But uh, turn to Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 34, and I'm going to be reading 35 as well. So we see what the Lord says about those who trust in men. Those people that trust in men, God says they cursed. So who's all there? Okay. The Bible says, blessed is the man that heareth me. Who? The shepherd. Mm. Blessed is the man. Remember, the man that trusts in mere men, they cursed. You know, but the one that listens to him is blessed. What's what's a good definition for for being blessed? Uh, it means empowered to prosper. Mm, I like that. Blessed is the man. So, mm. Felicity, we are in Proverbs eight, verse thirty-four and thirty-five. So, I just got through reading Jeremiah seventeen, verse five where God says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. Now in Proverbs, we're looking at everything on, on the flip side of it. Those that let the good shepherd lead them. Blessed is the man that heareth me, waiting daily at my gates, uh, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoso findeth me findeth life, mm. and shall obtain favor of the Lord. I love that. Mm. My first wisdom project, it took me 24 days. And I was developing in my faith. This was the first time I ever prayed out the wisdom of God. And I promise you this, every single day I would go to Trevor. Because Trevor was doing this long before I was. Trevor was seeking the Lord long before I was. So every day I would go to him. I would say, hey, this isn't working. What, what am I doing wrong? And he would ask me, what am I doing? And I would tell him what I'm doing. And he would say, listen, spend more time doing this. Spend more time doing that. Mm. And I was waiting at God's gates. Yeah. yeah. Was, and guess what? I was blessed. Yeah. The Lord told me what was wrong with my health, something the doctors could not do. Now, I, I do have respect for doctors. They study for something like seven years, and then they intern, I think, for another two years, if I'm not mistaken, mm. even before they can launch out into their own practice. And they do know a lot, but they don't know everything. There's many, many times where you have to learn to let the good shepherd lead you mm. because... You know, doctors don't know everything. The medical industry is quick to admit they don't have all the answers. So on one side, people who trust in men, they curse. That's, that's what God says. Mm. Empowered to fail. Yeah. And people who trust in the Lord, they blessed. And uh, let's see. So the good shepherd is speaking to us all the time. All you need to do is open your Bible. Mm. You know, that's something that every church in the whole world needs to teach its congregation. Yeah. Your answers is in the word. You need to seek the word. There are many voices mm. out there. Yes, there is. But there's only one voice that you should heal yourself to. Yes. And that's the Spirit of God. Mm. Don't heal to the voice of man. Don't do it. There's a lot of people that, that want to do leading. Mm. And uh, they want to come as uh, the knight in shining armor. And I've noticed there's, uh, there are people that I've come across in my life that don't teach people to go straight back to the word. They always got like a special word from God. And every, they quote everything else except the word. Yeah. They give these amazing prophecies. But a lot of people, they aren't preaching the word. They're not yeah. teaching you to hold on to the word. The word covers everything. And I remember when I was spiritually young, um, I got saved, I believe, when I was like 15. I would hear that the Bible has promises for everything. And back then, I'm honest, I didn't believe it. But one by one, 
You know, I would start seeing in the word, hey, there's, there's a promise for this, there's a promise for that. There's, there's a promise for everything. Mm. So for those that want to, you know, receive the love of God, there's a promise for that. You don't have to go to prophets and say, can you give me a word on how much God loves me? Mm. You just need to open your words. So John 3.16, everyone should know this. This is kind of like the celebrity of scriptures. And just went for Marius. That was cool. It started from there, went all around. <laughs> it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I've heard people, when they go through certain things, they say God doesn't love them. But all they need to do, they got a Bible. Everyone's yeah. got a Bible. There's even Bible apps. You know how easy it is to get a hold of a Bible? Mm. John 3.16 says God loves you. Like that should settle it right there. So for protection, we can go to Psalm, uh, the book of Psalms, Psalms 91, verse 4. And I want to read this particular one from the New Living Translation. There's something I want to show you uh, in this verse of Scripture. So I'm just looking for some amens. That <laughs> says... He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. Listen to this. His faithful promises are your arm and protection. Mm. Do you want protection? He has given you his word on protection. That word you need to get into your mouth. Mm. When you get it into your mouth and you hear it long enough, it's going to get into your heart. Mm. God has given his word on protection. You don't need to ask people about that. Uh, let's see. Um, He's, yeah. Mm. I love it. Yeah. God says, uh, Jesus said, his words are truth. You know? Okay, so uh, for, let me see. You can stay in Psalms 91. Just jump over to verse 16. This is concerning long life. There's a word for that. And it says, this is God speaking. He says, I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Mm. There's different words for you. You don't need a word from anyone else. You have his word already. Uh, concerning healing, this one you're going to love. The book of Psalms, uh, 107 verse 20. So this is, this is God speaking. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Mm. Once again, it always comes back to the word. He sent his word and healed them. If you want healing in your body, you've got to go to the word. Yeah. Uh, for deliverance, let's go to the book of John, John chapter 8, verse 36. This is also a really, really good scripture. It says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, he shall be free indeed. If you're struggling with any addictions or there's something in your life that you need to get rid of, this is a scripture for you. Uh, let's go to... James, James chapter 1, verse 5. For those that want to see God on things, for those that want wisdom, this is a scripture for you. There's a word for you. Now, when I was uh, seeking God on multiple things, this is one of the anchoring scriptures that I would stand on. The first one was Proverbs 2, verse 6. But I went over to this one. It's just lovely. It's also in the New Testament. This is definitely for us. You there for listening? Okay. Let's just rewind it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't hear that. It says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. When you ask God for wisdom, guess what? He's going to give you wisdom. It's up to you to receive it. Mm. If you don't receive it, your own fault because he has given you his word and he will honor that word um, for those that would like the blessing in their life let's go to Galatians chapter 3 and I like the amplified classic on that it says uh, the giving God oh I like that uh, 13 14 and verse 29 yeah Galatians 3 13 14 and verse 29. Okay, uh, Felicity, I definitely heard that. <laughs> uh, the 
first time when you mentioned it in your head. I didn't hear that. Okay, so it says, Christ hath redeemed us mm. from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Verse 29 says, And if he be Christ's, then are he Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Mm. For those that are seeking a partner, Marius, you know what I'm talking about here? You know what scripture? Mark 10 verse 9. Marius probably has that bookmarked already. <laughs> but is it highlighted? <laughs> <laughs> so for those singles, this is God's word to you. It says, What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. So there's special words for you mm. in God's word. You don't need to go to anyone else. You have his spirit. You have his written word. There are some cases where you'll have to seek him personally. Mm. But generally speaking, you got all the words you need. And uh, to end it off, I just want to show you what happens with God's words. I'm not talking about people's words. I'm talking about God's words. So let's go to John chapter 1. And I'm going to be reading verse 1 to 3 and verse 14. So John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3 and verse 14. So remember, the people that trust in man are cursed. The people that trust in God are blessed. Yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, I love that. Mm. That's that's really good. There's a word. So, is anyone there? <laughs> it says, in the beginning was the word. The word of God. That's what we're talking about. And the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, by who? By the word. And without him, the word, was not anything made that was made. Mm -hmm. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's what happens when you take God's word seriously. That's what happens when you feed on his word. That's what happens when you build his word into your life. You're actually going to get results. Yes. You know, uh, like uh, Trevor mentioned earlier, there's this woman in the church here in Port Elizabeth. She received a lot of different words from people claiming to be prophets. And I actually, I read the, the comment personally. She commented to this one guy and she said, she received many special words over the past and none of them came to pass. Mm. That's what happens when you put your trust in man. Mm. A person is cursed because people make mistakes yes. but god's word if i can say it's written in stone well the, the the problem with that is uh let's we don't want to just leave it like that the problem with that is they hear a word and the idea is i don't have to do anything mm. i just have to sit back and God is going to sort this thing out for me. That's not scriptural. No, it's not. Because where, where is your position to say unto this mountain? Yeah. Because that's your part. That's what you must do. Mark 11. Jesus said, have the faith of God. Say unto this mountain... Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. And if you should believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you said. And then the next verse is, and when you pray, believe that you receive it and you'll have it. So... The idea is that, oh, they spoke a word and I know this is from God and then they sit back and do nothing. Mm. Now there's no faith release. God can't do anything. 
That's your responsibility. If you're not speaking it, if you're not saying to the mountain, it's not going to happen automatically. It's, that's just not going to happen. So, yeah. And um, as you guys know, in, in the New Testament, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, many people, many, many, many people that came up to Jesus wanting healing, mm. Jesus would always say, it is according to your faith. Yeah. He didn't say it's according to my faith. Or my ability. No. It was always up to the person. Yeah. That woman with the issue of blood, um, the Bible says she said within herself. And if you look at the, the proper uh, Greek translation, it actually says she said continuously, yeah. if she can just touch the hem of uh, Jesus' garment, she will be made whole. And it's, then she went and did something about it. Yeah, and she said, acted okay, out on it. I'm going to touch his garment. And she did touch it. Like in the book of James chapter 2. That talks about faith without works is dead. Mm. So God has given us special words. Mm. And all we need to do is find them in his word. Do some reading. You can ask us for references. We'll gladly help you out there. But his word needs to become your word. Mm. You need to keep putting it in your mouth. Uh, if you need healing, you need to get into healing. You know, it's not just going to wake up and be healed without doing anything on your part. For me, I had to work at it. I had to develop my faith in it. Mm. There's things I had to do. There's things I had to say. You know, so did anyone get anything out of this? And is, is this something that everyone's going to practice more in more areas of their life to let uh, the good shepherd lead you? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Okay, so we're going to end uh, tonight's session. Uh, could you end off in prayer? So, Lord, we thank you tonight for your precious word. We thank you that your word will not return void. And we thank you, Lord, that it will prosper in the thing whereto you sent it. And thank you, Lord, that we will grow by leaps and bounds. Amen. And we'll learn to be led by the shepherd mm. and not to be led by man. Amen. Experience the blessing that comes from the shepherd and not the curse mm. that comes from man. We thank you for this, Lord. We bless you. You're good to us. You are faithful to us. Yes, Lord. And we thank you for this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. And as always, remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.